Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Charlie Parsons for Boxing Social in association with Empire Fight Store. Forged Irish Stout. Uh, delighted to be joined here with Mr. Frank Smith on Zoom. He's got a tan, he's got a nice sort of linen shirt on, couple of buttons undone, out in Thailand, living the dream. How are you, sir? I'm good, mate. I'm good. Enjoying some some sun and a, a bit of a break. But it all kicks off again now. Everyone's back to work. It's like that time when you're at school, that bit between Christmas and New Year, where no one really talks to each other. And now it all goes crazy again. But no, good. Good to get some sunshine, mate. I'm trying to live like you, you know. See what you've been doing on your Instagram. It's a dream, mate. Uh, how was your New Year's and your sort of festive period? Obviously, it was sort of cut, quite cut off, everyone flying back on Christmas Eve, but enjoy it all. It was nice, mate. It was nice. Christmas was nice. It was in Abu Dhabi, like you, you know, and then came, came I'm in a Kosamui now, so enjoying, like I say, some sunshine. It's a, it's a nice time because it's the only time of the year, really, where anyone actually in boxing doesn't really want to talk to each other um the rest of the year is non-stop so those five or six days are quite 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 nice and chilled when do you uh come back to the uk how much time have you got now to sort of i know you'll still be working but like got a little bit more time to sort of enjoy the sun and the rays i think i'm here for another 10 days actually oh nice but you know working working i'm still talking to you know talking to you charles but um I just like getting away, getting some sunshine in the winter and then get ready for the mad travel again. Well, let's go straight into it. Um, I suppose, firstly, just a reflection on 2023 as a whole. Um, Obviously, finished off with that absolutely incredible monster of a card out in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. But now when you look back and sort of process everything and how the year unfolded, what are your sort of thoughts? Yeah, I think it was an amazing year. You know, I think especially the last six months of the year, we had a, what a finish we had, you know, but I think it was something like 34 events last year. I was watching the promo our guys put together of of the year and the all, all of the, you know, 
great nights we had throughout the year, the great nights for our fighters, you know, the tough nights, the comebacks, you know, everything around it. And, you know, we were lucky, we were lucky last year to have some, some brilliant events. And I'm really excited for what's to come in 2024, because there's some even bigger nights to come next year. Just as a whole now, obviously, Anthony Joshua, uh, his fight with Otto Wallin, just a reflection on that performance, pretty uh, dominating and brutal, in all honesty. Yeah, amazing performance. And I think you you see in, especially with the, the the regular performances, you know, he hasn't had a period where he's had three fights. I think he had three fights, what, in eight months from April April through to December. And I think that's that's beneficial for him. I think that's exactly what he needed. And I think that's why you're seeing the Anthony Joshua of old. I think the stoppage against um, in his fight against Hellenius would have added a lot of confidence. You know, that was the first big stoppage like that he's had in a while. And then I think, you know, he's gelled well, obviously, with Ben Davison, Lee Wiley, Barry and all the team. You know, that's been great for him. Um, and I think, yeah, he, he, you know, he's, he's showing a lot of improvements and he's showing the AJ of old. And I think, you know, a lot of people throughout his career at various points have written him off. But I think you're going to see the best Anthony Joshua now. And that performance against Otto Wilding from start to finish, he had that spike back. Um, and that was great to see. Um, just on the week as a whole, it was the first time as boxing fans that we saw Matchroom and Queensbury uh, collaborate and work together. Uh, the week just seemed very, very amicable. It seemed like everyone was getting on very well. Off the back of it, what were your thoughts? Anything that you were surprised by? Like, What did you take away from that that sort of would interest us? Not a lot. I think, you know, anything is definitely good for the sport, people coming together and working together 100%. Um, I think, you know, the relationship between all of us at the end of the day, we just want, we're all, we're all running businesses. We all want to run businesses that make sense, you know, make money, do the best for our fighters and deliver the best opportunities. And I think, you know, with the opportunity here in Saudi, it's to deliver the best possible nights and chances for the fighters we represent, all of us, you know, and taking away from personal ego, et cetera. I think, you know, we've always had a good relationship. Well, I've always had a good relationship and especially with George, you know, speak to, spoken to him regularly recently. And then when we were out there, um, you know, spent a lot of time or quite a bit of time with Frank as well. And uh, it, that was good. I made him a, a green, couple of green teas. He said there's some work to be done to learn a bit more. Um, no more yeah, zombie th jibes. Say that again? No more zombie jibes. No, no, he was right. <laughs> I, was having, I was having a rough few weeks. Didn't look myself. Um <laughs> But it was good. It was good. And at the end of the day, we've always, you know, I think people read a lot into the public back and forth or the spats or these interviews or people, he said this, they said this, you said this. At the end of the day, it's just like anything. It's a bit of a laugh. And once you take, cut away that element of it, as long as you can take it as a laugh, like he called me a zombie, who cares? Great, funny, funny, funny days. I, I mean, I've been called much worse. Um but I think at the end of the day, if once you all get in a room together, if you can all get along and make good business and make you know make things that make sense happen, then it's beneficial for the sport. So no, I think it was good. Even Dev Sarney, me and Dev, I said I might even follow him on Twitter now. Let's see. You haven't done that quite yet. No, to be honest, I've been off Twitter for a while, or X or oh, whatever man, it's called. Now. To be honest, mate. I've hidden from X for mad, a while, but maybe yes, maybe next time I'm on there, I'll follow. Him. Um, let's go into the sort of upcoming schedule then. Uh, I suppose firstly, and I'll 
go on co-promotions as well. But Callum Smith takes on Arta Baturbiev. We know that this one, the matchroom team, are bang up for really believe that Callum wins this fight. Faced a little bit of inactivity. Obviously, we know that the original date was postponed, but at 175, looks like a real destructive fighter. And it almost seems a little bit with Baturbiev, like at the point that he does lose now being, I think, 38 or 39, is it? You know, you put all them factors into play. You give Callum a big chance going into this clash. Yeah, 100%. Look, I think, you know, he had a tough fight against Anthony Yard. Uh, better be ever. I'm not sure if he's boxed since then. He's or not. Maybe... No, he hasn't boxed since then. I know Callum's, obviously, like you say, been inactive. He had an unfortunate injury. Then Baturbiev pulled out. But I think Callum's the younger, fresher fighter. And I think he's, you know, he's done, he's been in there with the best in his career throughout his career. And I think he's going to go in there and I think he sees this as his chance, you know, and, and coming at the right time as well. Um, and I think you're going to see a brilliant performance from Callum Smith. I truly believe he can do a job. Look, and it sets up a huge undisputed fight between, you know, the winner and Dimitri Bivol. Does the, does the winner of that fight 100% undisputed next against uh, Dimitri Bivol? I think that will be the focus, you know, 100%. Look, they're both both of those guys will be focused on January 13th and not looking beyond that because it's such a big fight for their careers. But, you know, I think Baturbiev has wanted it for a long time, obviously. And I, I think Callum Smith's... Callum Smith is more about legacy in the sport now. He's, you know, he's obviously done very well financially. He's done tremendous things in the sport. But, you know, if he can go up and become an undisputed light heavyweight champion as well as what he did at 168, it would be a, a, an amazing career and what a way to top it off. Do you see that going to Saudi Arabia? We know that Turkey Al Sheikh is a big Dimitri Bivol fan. I know that he also likes the upper tyre fight. Um, so how do you see that sort of that planning out? Yeah, look, I think that's definitely a fight that could work uh, of interest there. Um, like I say, there's not no looking beyond January 13th, though. Both guys will be set on that. Dimitri Bivol's ready to go. He's been calling out the undisputed fight for a long time. That The calls have been for the Baturbia fight, obviously, for a long time. And, you know, we'll have to see what happens on January 13th. But definitely a fight that could take place there, for sure. Well, a man who I don't think has any bad press at all, Mr. John Ryder. Uh, goes into the Lions Den again, Arizona this time against Jaime Munguia. I know that you also have a show on in Belfast that night, I believe. So, firstly, who's going to what? Because surely someone's going to be out there repping Big John. Yeah, I'm not sure yet. I spoke to Eddie yesterday. We're just deciding who's going to be where. You know, one of us will be in Belfast, one in one with John, obviously. Um, a huge opportunity for John Ryder. You know, he, he put in a great performance in Mexico. He showed a lot of heart, a lot more heart than a lot of people have done against Canelo Alvarez. You know, we know how vicious and, you know, what an athlete Canelo Alvarez is, but he showed a lot of heart that night. And he, he's got he's got that this fight off the back of that performance. And, you know, Munguia's going to be going in there trying to get the stoppage because he's going to try and do what Canelo couldn't do. You know, and that's it, what's going to be in his mind. But I think John Ryder can go in there and pull out a massive performance and it will change his life even further. You know, when you look back to John Ryder... 10 years ago when he was fighting Billy Joe Saunders, for example, and lost against Billy Joe Saunders to think where he is now, you know, coming off the back of that performance against Canelo Alvarez and now against Jaime Munguia, which could set him up into massive fights at the one in the one, six, eight division. You know, it's amazing to see and couldn't actually happen to a nicer bloke as well, because John Ryder is honestly one of the best guys in boxing. How do you favour John's chances in that? A lot of people picking him for the, uh, well, I want to say upset, but I don't know whether it really sort of seems it. Munguia, a bit hit and miss. Questionable performance last time out against Debra Inchenko. Got a real chance in that one. 
I think so. A hundred percent. I think so. I think you could argue, but like there in the Derevchenko fight, Mungia struggled in that fight, and I think John Ryder's tough. He needs to start early. John Ryder sometimes in his fights he doesn't start early enough, but I think you know he knows what's at stake in this fight. He knows what he needs to go and do, um, and you know I don't think really Mungia's been in with the highest level of opponents throughout his career. I think Derevchenko is probably one of the toughest tests he's had, and it showed. And I think John Ryder's been in there with the best. Um, I think you're going to see a... I honestly think you're going to see what people perceive to be an upset on Jan 27th there. Crocker Felix, obviously on the same night, working with Conlon Boxing. Um, quite refreshing to see. Obviously, we saw how successful the last show was and... Um, Sort of just moving forward into that one, we know that there's a lot of talent over in that sort of territory and a, a sort of nice, I know you've been there before, but like another mini expansion back sort of within those territories. Yeah, look, Belfast has always delivered us massive nights, amazing shows throughout the years for the last 10, 12 years since we've been back full time into boxing. Um, I think the atmosphere for that for that show we did in December was amazing. Obviously, didn't go Michael Conlon's way that night, but we, you know, sort of unearthed some stars for the future of Belfast boxing. And Lewis Crocker, I think, was, you know, in a tremendous fight that night. McKenna put up a great fight. But I think, you know, he's got huge opportunity. He wants to take on anyone in the division. You know, Jose Felix, we saw his fight against Gary Cully and what he can do. You know, I think we're in for a great fight there. You've obviously got Paddy Donovan on the card as well. Chev Clark against Tommy McCarthy is a brilliant fight as well. So stack card there and good to be back in Belfast so quickly. The following week, Vegas, Conor Ben versus Peter Dobson. Just firstly, why Peter Dobson? It's got a little bit of criticism. We know that sort of when I spoke to you, I think in Saudi Arabia, Conor put the names out that he would like, but you obviously have to go with what's realistic on what was it, five, six weeks. But um, I think obviously they know that he was scheduled to fight Agyarko and then uh, McCormack, those fights fell through. Why was Peter Dobson the opponent that you guys went for? I think he's he's 16 and 0 undefeated. I think he's going to go in there and give it all his all. I think he's going to talk it up, you know, which is always going to be interesting in a Conor Ben fight. Um, and I think you know Conor Ben's been very inactive as well. You know, he's had one fight in 18 months, maybe 16 months, uh, something like that, probably from April to September. Um, you know, so he's been inactive, and I think he's the the right type of opponent. I think some of the names that were being spoken about probably wouldn't have been wise fights to go straight into is the reality at, at that division. Um, we all know we had our eyes, you know, we wanted to make the Eubank fight and I still believe it can happen in the future. We've done so much talking about it. Let's not talk about it. Sorry. I think, Dob talk about it. <laughs> I think, I think, Dobson, look, I think Dobson's a, uh, going to be a, a good opponent for him in the type of fight he needs. Um, on Chris Eubank Jr., I suppose it was just a week before Saudi Arabia that we sort of found out that, uh, that wouldn't be the fight. Eddie said um, that he still believes that that fight happens in uh, 2024. When I spoke to Connor, he said the fight is completely dead. Uh, just on your side, I know that sort of you can get a bit emotional in the moment and change your opinions on things. Are you, if I said to you, does that fight happen this year? Uh, would you say so? And, and why couldn't you get it over the line for uh, Feb? Uh, I hope it happens this year, but I've done so much talking about it. We've all done so much talking about it and you say things and then people complain that you say things. So I hope it happens this year. I'd like to see it happen because it's a massive all-British fight. And I think you know, it's the kind of fight we need in the UK right now that you know will we'll sort of 
um, propel British boxing back. You know, we I don't think we've had massive nights like that in the UK for quite a while, and it's the it's the fight we need to make happen. Um, and I'm confident we can get get there, but let's see. You know. Um, just rattling quickly through the other two shows that you've got announced. Uh, another trip to Newcastle next gen. We see the rematch of uh, Connor Walker and Cyrus Pattinson. Uh, it's a tough one for uh, Pattinson in that rematch. And obviously, then we go back to the Caribe Royale. What a gaff that was for uh, Belanga McCrory. We know Collins absolutely milking every moment of that one. Um, and then, yeah, just eagerly anticipating some more announcements, but just on those two cards. Yeah, look, Connor Walker, tremendous performance first time around. Cyrus Patterson, I think, could be a lot better than he was that night, you know. And I think, but I think one thing we're set for is a is a proper tear up, like the first one was. I think, you know, Cyrus, like I say, Cyrus Patterson could improve heavily on his performance of that night. Um, you know, Cameron Vong back out as well. He's a he's a huge star for the future. You know, he's he's got massive opportunity in twenty twenty four and sells a load of tickets. And good to have him back out in Newcastle so soon. Got Mexico in between on Feb 16, the Curiel non Shishinga rematch. You know, look, that fight, that when non Shishinga won the belt originally in Mexico, that was one of the best fights I've ever seen. Um, he obviously defended in South Africa and then the, the the fight in Monaco didn't go his way. He got caught with a great shot. And, you know, you saw when he, for the first 10 seconds, he was, he was gone and then he got up and I think he was more shocked than anyone else in there. Um, I think, you know, you're going to see this is his opportunity to try and win his belt back. He worked so hard for it. And I think we're in for a, a, a massive, you know, an amazing show in Mexico, as they always are, and a great undercard, which will be announced soon. Feb 24th, as you say, uh, Edgar Belanga's back, McCrory. I think that's a real tough fight. You know, it's going to be a hard fight for Edgar Belanga. But it, again, it's the kind of fight he needs if he's going to then push himself into the position to fight these big fights at 168. You know, it's the he needs a tough test. Um, McCrory, you know, a lot of people say a big knockout opportunity for him there. But I, I'm excited for that one. Andy Cruz on the undercard back out soon, you know, so soon, which is great to see. He had a great win on the Haney Pro Grey undercard. Um, and he's stepping up again, you know, and we've got to keep him active. And I don't think he's far off towards the end of, sh end of this year challenging for titles. Um, more fights to be announced for that card as well very shortly. Right, I've got the calendar up. The Saturdays are in order. I need some juice here, Frank. Now, Wood Warrington is being spoke about continuously. Now, there was one date that you gave me, I believe, if I get to May. Uh, there's only, is it the 18th or the 25th is the only date that you can use the stadium for the fight? Is that all systems ago? When can we get it announced? What's the crack there? 18th of May, you're correct. They've got, I think, Take That's on, some band or something I've heard of. You heard of them? I have heard of Take That. Take That, a play, I think it's Take That, a performing on the 25th. 18th is the free weekend. The 1st of June is the uh, Champions League final, which you can't do. And then the 8th of June, they take the pitch up. So the 18th is the date we're looking at. I'm uh, I'm waiting for some feedback from the football club. I've, been, uh, I've messaged them, obviously, with the holiday period. Um, slows down a bit, but hoping for some updates this week on that. Still, the focus for us is to make that fight happen. Um, you know, a bit of work to be done, but that is still the focus. 
I saw Jamel Herring uh, put out a tweet that he'd like to be the co-main against Jordan Gill. A lot of people quite like the prospect of that fight. Is that realistic at all? How, how do you have that card? No, I think, look, we're going to look at possibly Jordan Gill headlining. Now, one oh. of the fights we're possibly looking at is Zelfa Barrett. I think it's oh. an interesting fight. Um, but, but yeah, well, that's one of the things we're, we're, we're looking at currently. Whereabouts would that be? Uh, TBC. I, unfortunately, the venue in Peterborough is actually shut down where we did a show before. Really? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, it's closed. But we're, we're working on venues now. I mean, on the, you know, there's a lot of op- lot of good fights that can go on the undercard of, of that uh, Lee Wood show. But I think, yeah, that, that will be a separate fight. Uh, Taylor Cameron Free, what is the situation there? Um, talks with Chantel and everything. We know that sort of she was a little bit disappointed in the aftermath. Have you managed to sort of rekindle that relationship a little bit? Is it your intent to do the trilogy? Amanda Serrano's there as well, but she's saying that she'll only fight three-minute rounds. I mean, what do you see next for Katie Taylor? Still a stadium fight in Ireland? Yeah, I think this is the time to do it. You know, if we're going to make a fight happen in a stadium, this is the time frame. You know, if we don't do it on this one, the end of the year, we're not going to fit one in. You know, we're looking at potential options in May with Croke Park. We're working with them currently. Discussions ongoing with the government as well around, you know, how we make that work. But, uh, you know, everyone's working in a positive manner to try and make it happen. I think, like I say, now's the time to do it. She's had two great nights back at the three arena, sold out. You know, huge, huge gates delivering huge numbers. Um, and now's the time to make that Croke Park dream happen. So we're working through that currently. Hopefully have an update on that soon. Obviously, Chantel, we represent Chantel. We want to deliver the b- biggest possible opportunities. Um, and we represent Casey Taylor. So um, I think we're working through that now, looking at the options. But I'd love to make the the, the trilogy. I think it's a brilliant fight. Um, the, the first two were amazing fights from both of them. You know, and uh, left nothing, you know, nothing in the ring. They literally went back and forth for 10 rounds each time. Um, so, yeah, I'd love to make that fight happen. And that's what we're working towards, discussions ongoing with, with Chantel's team. Um, and, yeah, a few bits to be done, a few bits to be worked through, but we'd love to try and make that happen. It was revealed that this Japanese prize fighter uh, will be in the middleweight division. Uh, in March time, I believe. And correct me if I'm wrong, but we'll pan out over the space of three separate cards uh, on yep. certain different dates. We believe it's going to have a few US fighters, a few UK fighters. I think I know two, but for the niceness of the geezer I am, I'm not going to spoil them. Uh, if you would like to reveal those two UK fighters, you're more than welcome to. And a couple of local talent. Uh, I can't wait. I've never been to... I'm going to assume Tokyo, but wherever it takes me in Japan. Uh, any update on that? When when can we expect an announcement? Announcement soon. We're just working through the final details of the lineup. Um, March 30th is the date we're working towards, and Tokyo is the location for it. Um, but yeah, announcement soon. So we're just finalising those last few names. Like you say, a couple of Japanese fighters in there, a couple of Brits, a couple of Americans. Um, so it's going to be going to be interesting, interesting setup, and looking forward to those three events across the the year the year of twenty twenty four. All right, Frank Anthony Joshua. Then uh, it's been revealed that talks are uh, underway, or sort of it's been proposed for potential Francis and Garnu bout on the March sixteenth card. Uh, just firstly, we saw Deontay Wilder take that loss uh, to Joseph Parker. 
when he lost, we know it was signed and you were waiting to announce it and everything. But there was sort of still a little bit of speculation online. Turkey put the photo up of Joshua and Wilder together. That fight definitely dead in the water for now. Nothing's ever dead. You know, again, we do so much talking about the heavyweight division and fights. It's easier to let things play out and see where they fall. You know, look, there's so many. I think AJ coming off the back of that performance really puts himself back in the position of in the top three heavyweights. You know, you've obviously got Usyk Fury, and I think AJ wants, you know, towards the end of next year, that should be the focus. You know, fighting one of those or the early part of the following year, depending on where things fall. But, you know, he's there's big fights out there to be made. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see what Deontay Wilder does. He says he's still got a lot left to give. You know, I think it was a tremendous performance from Joseph Parker. Showed that you know he didn't stop coming forward. You know, against the biggest puncher in the division. Um, so yeah, amazing win for Joseph Parker, and he, he he's another one who really deserves it. A bit like we'll say about John Ryder. Joseph Parker is one of those characters that deserves you know the the best times in the sport because he works so hard and he's he's a nice bloke. So, um, but I think let's see what happens with Deont Deontay as well whether he decides he wants to retire, carry on. He's made a lot of money in the sport. He's done a lot of great things, you know, and that'll be the decision for him to make. And then, you know, but there's great fights to be made for Asia. Well, we understand that Saudi Arabia, Turkey, there was so much talk. I think we were in Cancun after um, Tyson Fury's performance against Francis Ngannou and Eddie came out, was very vocal. Adrenaline, of course, but it was like, let's make the Ngannou fight talks. Then went a little bit quiet, but we understand that now that is the fight they want. Um, when can we get this announced by? Do you believe this is Anthony Joshua's next fight? I'm trying to push you a bit more because I know that you never give too much away. I don't know, mate. I don't know. Oh, um, oh. What, what? You definitely don't. Know. Don't get involved in the big discussions. I, I deal with cruiserweights and below. I uh, I just get to I get to find out at the end, mate, when when things are done. But there, there's big fights to be made. You know, look, Francis Ngannou is a is a is a massive fight. You know, he he, he showed what he can do in the fight against Tyson Fury. Um, but let's see. I'm excited because whoever it is, it's going to be fun, and I can't wait to find out who it is. I'm I'm sitting here like you, Parsons. I'm excited to find out who who he's going to fight. Of course you are, Frank. Um, I suppose just rattling for you a, a, a few more then. Uh, Dillian White, any update on him? No, nothing, nothing further from our end. Obviously, he's got his situation he'll be dealing with with his team, So, but nothing further from our end. What's the situation with Alicia Baumgartner? Because she came out and sort of released a statement claiming to prove her innocence, but not backed up by any of the sort of bodies that count, I suppose. Where are we at with that? She's still tweeting, she's still quite vocal. There's this Clarissa Shields thing that's going on, but, I mean, she's undisputed, right? I'm sure there's going to be mandatories and stuff being put into place. I mean, how is this situation unfolding? When when are we as, as fans going to get some clarity on that? We're, we're kind of in the same position where we're waiting as well for the commission to decide the next steps. You know, a lot of the time the... You know where it was a it was a commission, or the commission will decide the you know whether make a, a view with their doping specialist as to what whether whether it's there's a ban whether there isn't whether she's innocent whether she's guilty. You know so we 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 leave that to the commission to decide um, and take the next steps. Obviously the the sanctioning bodies, as you say, undisputed champion, will be speaking to the commission and going through that process alongside them. 
Um, but that's something we're still waiting for the answers of. Billy Joe Saunders, we know that sort of his return was going to be eyed up for that Feb uh, February card that was going to be Ben Newbanker's co-main event. Uh, we saw quite a lot of him, I think. When was it, like September or October? Since then, things have gone a little bit quiet. Is this return still imminent at 175 and then down at 168? I mean, what, what are discussions like on your side? I think he's obviously been training hard, you know, to get back in the ring. He's had a long time out of the ring now, close on two years maybe, by the time it comes back round. Um, I think, you know, he's he's had to do a lot of work to get back fit and that will continue to do that. I think we'll see where he is now, you know, at the start of the year. But definitely the aim to get get him out the early part of the year. So let's see, you know, over the next few weeks what the plans are. Uh, USA Boxing came out with a, a strange sort of statement allowing uh, male to male boxers to transition to female regarding uh, as long as the testosterone is below a certain level and everything. Obviously, a huge outcry. Now we understand that we are in this sort of politically correct world now, and and you have to sort of tread semi carefully on these sort of topics, but. When we're talking about two people fighting each other, uh, we know that men naturally have higher testosterone levels and sort of the, I don't want to go too much into it, but are naturally stronger, let's say. It seems very unsafe. Can't see many, seen like Michaela Mayer, a lot of female champions came out and as long as they don't entertain it, then the fights can't happen. But where has it come from? In boxing, a sport where... You know, it's so violent. How is this happening? What were your thoughts on it all? Yeah, look, I think, obviously, like you say, a lot of female boxers have taken a stance on it, and, and rightly so. You know, it's a dangerous sport as it is, and we have to make the sport as safe as possible. So, you know, I, I think quite surprised with it. Um, uh, it look, it's different to a lot of other sports. If you're comparing this to sprinting, right, where you can't hurt someone. You know, this is a sport where people get hurt. Unfortunately, we we want to make it as safe as possible, um, and it, it, like like you say, it's going to be down to the athletes and and them making the calls. And I think you know a lot of the stances they've taken, you know, the female boxers, rightly so. Um, and yeah, we've all got to stick to the position of making the sport as safe as possible and and continue to do that. Devin Haney versus Ryan Garcia. We understand negotiations are underway. Um, when can we expect to see that announced by things running smoothly? Uh, yeah, look, discussions on go. I like the way you use anything that's in negotiations. It's like, when can it be announced? Hopeful, so Frank. Can... I'm yeah. just trying to work um, that schedule just so I know how my year is going to unfold. Well, no, we'll make sure it suits your Thank obviously you. your travel schedule. You've been skiing recently. Obviously, you're in Abu Dhabi or Dubai now. You know, like, I know it's, I know it's, you know. You've got... <laughs> on so as long as it works for you um look i think it's a brilliant fight both fighters on the zone it should be a fight that, that is the most sensible fight to make and i think it you know it would deliver massive numbers i think both of those guys look devon haney a tremendous win shutout win against regis progray ryan garcia a lot of people doubted him in the fight against duarte but he had a brilliant performance and i think it would be like it would be a, a massive fight so you know I, I, hopefully we can make that happen we're in talks with golden boy um, around that and like I've said both on the design platform so I think we can get that done, uh, fingers crossed Right, lastly for me genuine last yeah. one uh, we've got until Feb 24 
uh, announced. Do you expect to have a show on March the... Oh, God, I've lost it. Where am I? Oh, I'm in December. It's not good. Uh, no, do you expect to have a show on March the 2nd? Uh, I don't think we have a show on March the 2nd. Obviously, I think Ray Ford is fighting that night against Komatov on a top-ranked show. Um, but no, unlikely for March 2nd. March 9? Maybe. Where? Roughly. TBC. Okay. In a country. Uh, 16th in Saudi, of course. Um, you're not even nodding and giving any form of approval. Anthony Joshua will most likely fight Francis Ngannou March 16th in Saudi Arabia. Uh, March the 23rd. Maybe. In Sheffield, <laughs> possibly. Ah, Dalton Smith return? Possibly, yep. Ideas on opponents? Working through them now. News soon for you, Charles. British or foreign? Okay. I mean, like, like that. That's more than enough. That is me. nice of you. British that, or that, a British opponent or a foreign opponent? Uh, most likely foreign. Honestly, okay. there's not many British opponents left in that division that makes sense for Dalton Smith. Uh, the thirtieth, Japan prize fighter. Of course, big things. Uh, the sixth of uh, April. I believe we have a show that night. I believe we have a show on April. So, again, all of these are in discussion. We're all, we're all working. To, well, we've actually got a call later tonight to work through a few more details. But nearly every weekend. Okay. I was going to ask you the 13th, and it's popped up saying that on the 14th, it is indeed Calla Sowland's birthday. I don't know why my uh, calendar is, is decided to tell me that of all people. I you that you've got that saved. I know. I don't know why that's come up. Uh, Frank? As always, thanks for speaking to us at Boxing Social. Uh, happy New Year, of course, and uh, see you in whenever I see you. Pop down to the office when you're back. I mean, that's if you're back from your, your travels, you know. In, in I'm back before you, actually. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, enjoy the rest of your trip. Happy New Year to you and everyone. Sorry if you had to watch 33 minutes of me talking, um, but I'm not going anywhere just yet. Frank Smith, top man, and thank you for speaking to us at Boxing Social. Sports Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.